On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we have a special quick hits episode for you. We got a little mail and so much more. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, you can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Lastly, we got discussions going on daily on the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. We are excited, excited to be back with you as always. I got my main man and yours, DJ Highstar. My dog, what's good, bro? With the mute skis. Ooh. Come on, man. Fly me out. But what up, what up, what up? So you did your situation in one take. Yeah, the yeah. Mute was trying, mute was trying not, not trying to not let me be great and everything like that. Nah, you possess too much though. of it. I mean, I'm cooling, man. How you been, dog? Been a long, long time, long time. Feel like we don't talk as much through the week, and I mean, like we normally and used to. One, because of work. Two, because you know, what I'm saying we we don't want to be having all the discussions that we would normally talk about sports regularly and trying to recreate On the them. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't get to holler at my dog as often, man. So, what been going on with you? Chilling, chilling. Uh, pretty busy. Um, last Friday, shout out to my dog Charles. He uh, they had like a house birthday, a home birthday party for him. Um, for my dog, it was real grown. It was cigars and champagne. And they let me DJ, allowed me to DJ. So picked up another DJ gig. Seemed like like right around this time of the summer, everybody got a birthday. So happy birthday to him. Happy belated birthday to my dog Charles. But also happy birthday to one third of the Trinity. Um, yes, that's very very I overdue. Don't care. Good luck. The, the uh, <laughs> Trinity uh, of one third of the Trinity of Patriot. Uh, super fans that I know my dog Talit Clinton he's the son of Mix Master T and uh, along with him Patriot Patty and Mix Master T you're not going to run past uh three uh three bigger uh Patriot fans definitely um so happy birthday to him as well man also though uh started the hybrid schedule with my job so it was first day um, in the office and in honor of me being in the office for the first day, thought I might ask you and the rest of Carolina Sports Talk Nation, uh, what is French Montana's favorite shoe designer? Oh my God. <laughs> what is French Montana's favorite shoe designer? Cole Hans. really man let's get some sports man (laughs) i was waiting i was waiting for that cricket too you said what you was waiting on i was waiting yeah man i wait all day long for this joke here i'm finna get off that cold hands oh bruh we're gonna do a special quick episode for the folks i don't even know like a, a, a reasonable clever way to transition from that one man so you got that off yo Quickest episode, you guys are familiar with it. We talk about headlines going on in the sports and just kind of give you a little conversation and reaction on it. Uh, first one, my dog, James Wiseman looking sharp in the summer league. In a regular show, this would be a big deal, no thing. Um, I don't even really think I want to know which which one of the ways you would have led to it, but have you had a chance to watch any summer NBA ball? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I It's tough to like uh, retain the matchups and the, and the the like opponents for these different, you know, games, unless it's say for instance, the Houston versus OKC, where you could see like, you know, top 10 drafted players playing against each other. But when the standouts stand out, they, they definitely do shout out to the people that are deep on the bench 
and they had their opportunities in summer league to show out. They also announced that this year they're going to be giving out summer league rings. So I saw a joke. What? (laughs) I saw a joke saying that, uh, Chris Paul was going to get himself in the summer league. Wow. Why did that man so heavy? But anyway, go ahead. Um, ahead. Right. I was going to say, but to get to the topic though. Yeah. I saw Wiseman working out, man. Saw him catch a couple lobs. Mm -hmm. Saw him shoot a three or two. Handle the ball. Yeah. Looking sharp. Definitely looking sharp. Making his case to stay on the roster. Um, but I, you know, again, the type of team that the Warriors are, how they build from a farm system and stuff like that, I don't see them really letting them go, especially for your man or in a package for your man, KD. I think he's just showing himself to be uh, going to be a great asset for them in the long term future uh, for their success. The next decisions that the Golden State Warriors make let you know a lot about where the ownership thinks this team is. If they go and put a package together and trade for KD very clearly, and I think we may have mentioned this even before when the KD thing first came out. If they put a package together for him, you can very easily and very clearly know they're trying to win now. If they don't and hold the pieces that they got and just kind of move forward, you can tell and you can see, honestly, them looking to try to build a bridge to the next level of superstars to have all of this young talent um, your pools of the world, your, your Kamingas, um, your Wisemans to actually get as much experience around these old guys. So in two and three years when they start retiring, kind of falling off, definitely in the case of Draymond, kind of already being there, you can see them starting to step up and say, hey, we got this leadership. I've got this example that I've been watching these boys for years. It's my time now. And then being the next generation of superstars for the Warriors. Um, it's, it'll be clear to see then with regards to Wiseman in Summer League, first of all, why the boy getting rings? That's just, just and it's a nice Man. ring too. It ain't even like it's a little yeah. class ring. Now nah, it's like it's NBA championship ring, like for real off summer league, but neither here nor there. Compared to compared to the WNBA All Star MVP trophy. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, gotta give you gotta give Moody credit too now. Moody been kind of cutting up too. I was getting ready to get there. Kaminga, Moody. Wiseman, oh, man, listen, the boy got, and we talked about it a week, few weeks ago around when they were, um, right after they had won, they got a bunch of young talent. So that's good where they won't need to tr- use draft picks. But if they can continue to maintain, uh, to enhance or uh, to get this young talent to develop, man, them boy could be nasty for continuous years. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Always in the conversation. And that's the component. Now, again, I do see the argument, yo, bing bong, go ahead and tell them, boy, up the road, we draft well. Um, we can go ahead and draft some more futures in the coming up. But let's go ahead and get Katie and, and get this dub now. Like, let's just go ahead and get at least two or three more of these things in a row. Now we solidified with X amount of trophies over X amount of years. I can see the argument for both sides. Which way, which way if you were Kurt and the rest of the leadership there in uh, San Francisco, how would you go? Which way would you go? Trying to get the nude school? Oh, or you already know. You, you you riding with who brought you there. Yeah, and again, I, I mentioned it in weeks past, but I'm I'm a competitor at heart. I feel like buying for KD um, is the, lack of better terms, the easy way out. And uh, in those type of things, again, I it's too many uncontrollable things that can rear its ugly head. The basketball gods don't don't do kindly uh, unless you're unless you're the big three in Miami. Back when that happened, they don't do kindly. And then we even see in the the short term nature of that. But they don't do kindly with with trying to you know just build up and and like, let's buy a championship. So you know things like uh, ego, things like injury, unfortunately, or or God forbid. Those type of things come up and I don't wouldn't want to do all of that stuff. And then one injury throws your whole season off and throws away a whole season of play or whatnot. So um, I'd rather see people getting it out the mud, that team chemistry remaining there and and, um, the stuff that they've been building. You know, seeing young guys become leaders and young veterans in this league um, is something that I like to see. and, you know, to to 
like the Dame Lillards of the world, the Bradley Beals of the world, um, people that stay and stick with a team and they stick it out. And, and it's even the Giannis's of the world kind of like where you see their, um, you see the success from the team and from their hard work. I, I like to see that rather see that versus, all right, let's go ahead and, and put in an Amazon order for uh you know a x player a y player a z player mm-hmm. and see what we could do so speaking of teams that try to buy a championship and have been the and having the whole season derailed by injury the los angeles lakers head coach darwin ham loves every quote loves everyone on the roster uh he was recently given an interview and with all amidst all the trades for uh, trade talk for K, kd and Kyrie. And even most recently, um, your man down in uh, Utah, Donovan Mitchell, um, he, he said that he was comfortable and confident with who or who or what was on the roster right now. Do you buy it that he loves everybody on that roster? Like, you believe in that? Or you think that's a little bit of coach speak for the, for the knowing that the players are listening? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more of the latter than, um, than, you know, than his true, true feelings. But I think that, you know, he's got confidence in himself that he can work with this roster and have a different outcome than last season. Um, I think, again, I think a lot of people, although a lot of in, and let's be clear, he's talking about Russ, but a lot of people. <laughs> Ain't no doubt who it is. <laughs> right. I think although a lot of people think that Russ's best days are behind him, which they probably are, I think that he still sees value in having him on the roster and that they could, that they could use him. And also, um, he's showing solidarity with Jeannie Buss as well. And see, I, I tend to lean to the to the former as opposed to the latter. Like, I don't think it is coach speak. I don't think he's like selling the hype. I really think he can he think he can rock with them boys. I think knowing that the coach coaching style that he is, the approach that he takes with coaching players, and the respect that he's gonna command and demand from them boys was been over with folk Frank Vogel. He did not know how to use Russ effectively. Um, Russ, even while a lot, 98.5% of it lies with him for his downfall in production, coaching could have switched that. Coaching could have changed that. Um, What was the Scots name down um, with their time down in um, Oklahoma City? Uh, He was an example of when Russ would have certain slumps, he would put him in quicker schemes to allow him to get to the bucket, to get allow him to use his athleticism, which is still there. He's a little bit older, but he still is athletic. So I have been hard on Mr. Russ. I'm probably going to continue to be if he trashed like he was this year. But Coach Ham has some faith in him, and I, and I believe in Coach Ham. So if that means ride with who brung you, then I guess we got to do that at this point. Um, now, while while because <clears throat> I know it's not on quick hits, it's kind of a – uh, impromptu nah, real quick, but do you take anything from the Russ and uh, LBJ sitting across from each other at the summer league game and, and stuff and all of the, the talk about them not speaking to each other and, or not being on camera, speaking to each other or whatever like that. Not even because if some boys had beef knowing the professionals that they are specifically LeBron, he wouldn't even have pulled up knowing he was there or if rumors are there or anything like that. So, um, no, I don't think I don't buy nothing of it at this. It's just just respect, respectively, just was enjoying the game, chilling. There'd be times yeah. when me and you go play same place, and I see my dog. I don't speak to my dog, but if we sitting on different sides talking to different folks, you ain't got to be up underneath each other all the time. Like, ew, what's good, bro? All right, yeah, no, holla. And then we might wrap it up later, but like, ain't got to be sitting up underneath people just because that's my dog or my teammate. Like, the boy grown, let the boy live. Yeah, oh, I got extra. That's one thing I do. <laughs> Huh? I said I got extra home just now. I can hear it just too. <laughs> oh, nah. But that's one thing I love about the NBA. Like you see, uh, see Draymond kicking LeBron in the midsection or in the groin during the season, and then competitive play. But then them boys partner together for like a Lobos tequila or something, and mm-hmm. and be you know what I'm saying behind the scene. You know, this this again the newer breed of the NBA, the newer brotherhood that it is. Um, it's like a lot more. Um, we're not going to show, we don't got to show this, but you know, everybody know what it is or whatever like that. Yeah. No, listen, and they real, like folks forget celebrities are real people. Like that's them boy homeboy. Like if you got somebody who works at a different store than you and y'all in the same retail company or something, and then 
Like y'all have friendly competition. Y'all have some not so friendly ones. You guys, you play high school football against. Like now nah, on that field, you beefing y'all. You know what I'm saying college football. We you dog. Oh, you're my conference rival. But when it comes to like just off the field, now nah, we can be cool. That's my dog. But I don't know. It, <laughs> do you think they take it too far with being the homeboys off the field? Like, like uh, so, think about um, a guy like KG. training and stuff. Yeah, well, any any of it. KG say, like, I ain't like you. I ain't like you. I wasn't fooling with you all season like that. Michael, same way. You think it's a little different with as, as cool as they are or only if they let their friendship affect on the court, like not playing. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. Um, I think I think somebody like Kobe in a funny way. So a lot of people would think that he, you know, being that he's of the old school and the new school, he mm-hmm. he 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 was yeah, of that that claw. And then as he matured as a player and was on his way out and seen like that, a lot of these guys look up to me. Look, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll rock with y'all boys, you know, heck, I, or even Chris Paul, you know, Steph Curry. I might have a camp where I'm charging each of y'all eight grand to show up. You know what I mean? So y'all know it's still business. Right. But we could all still, I'll, I'll give y'all some tricks of the trade. I'll have give y'all access to some of my shooting coaches or you know, some of the drills that I'm doing uh, mm-hmm. in the summertime or whatever like that. So I think Kobe was instrumental, I think, in ushering in this new brotherhood of, of NBA players. I think like Kobe, but more or less that 03 class, D-Wade, Melo, LeBron, like wherever them boys always went, even Chris Paul, they always kind of showed a, a respect, a healthy respect for each other. Now, you know what's funny? And I like, this is completely left-handed the sports conversation that talk that we was having uh, earlier off air uh, about the transitions at Claflin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, think about it in the frat and the transition and around that same time, who were the types of bros that were around that kind of pushed to do that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's funny how life is symmetric like that, man. But anyway, back to the sports. Um, I, I, I think that it's good for the league. It's definitely good for them boys and they podcasts and they talk shows and all their youtube channels and stuff and at the end of the day that's what's empowering them even more more it's like yo these contracts are cool that we're getting and we like this money but i understand i'm gonna be a billionaire off the court because of what's going on too and so allowing them to partner up and to um share wealth like that is dope as well so shout out to the nba and and all they got going on and how the image of the league is changing even so much so that former players can come back and be referees and get it off like <laughs> kind of flawless. Now, if you guys have missed it, Richard Jefferson debuted in the summer league as a referee uh, for one game this past week. Dog, did you see any of the highlights? Did you catch any of the reports or any of the headlines? I saw a couple like headlines and reports from it, but personally, I love it, man. This, hold on, you hold got on. I want to. I want to read. Let me let me read the head headlines and then we'll jump in it. For those of you who may have missed it, hadn't seen any of the headlines, I'm literally, 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 good, I'm reading the top four headlines from Google on Richard Jefferson. When you just Google Richard Jefferson referee, Richard Jefferson jeered after having first referee call reversed. Richard Jefferson tries hand as ref during Knicks Blazers summer league game fails. (laughs) And that one from the New York Post. ESPN, former NBA player and current analyst Richard Jefferson officiates game and has a blast. And then finally, SB Nation, Richard Jefferson became an NBA ref for a night and got booed mercilessly. (laughs) Dog, I didn't think he did that bad, man. He had a lot of fun. The fans had fun. They were booing him, but it was like out of good fun. I don't know why all these headlines feel like they got to rip my dog. Right. But go ahead. I mean... It's, it's 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 a tough gig. It's it's almost akin to what we were talking about with Draymond the other week with the media. How you know you, you get the the flashy lights and 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 people. It's like when when I DJ, man. A lot of people think that they could do it, and and a lot of people, yo, well, man, you you need me to, uh, you want me to, and it's like, all right, you can you can try your hand at it, and and it does look fun on the surface. Exactly. But there's a lot of work that goes into it. Now, the reason I love it. Because, you know, like they said in, in one of the headlines, he's already been an analyst that that's, mm-hmm. you know, and we've seen in winning time, 
Pat Riley trying to find his way post career, whether it was, you know, a, a tape guy, an analyst, and eventually a coach. But then, so you got your analyst uh, roles that, you know, over the past 20 years, I think really spearheaded by like Mark Jackson and a lot of those guys. Um, of course, people came before him, but Mark Jackson, Reggie Miller, those guys kind of, you know, um, helped this new generation, I think, come into their own with that. Um, and then you got your coaches, the guys that know that they want to be coaches. Then you got your Joe Dumars and your Danny Angels of the world, guys that want to be in that front office and executives. Um, but, you know, this this might be a new territory because, for one, there's a lot of guys, when you look at Ice Cube's big three, there's a lot of guys that are still in shape and, like, they like to keep their body in shape. And um, it's different refereeing on the, N- on the NBA level than it is at, like, just a little youth league, rec right. league, basketball game. You know, you got to pretty much be up and down that court, know your angles, be able to um, – be able to see a lot of stuff that the fans don't see call stuff in real time and things like that. So there's a lot of nuance to the job, I think. And like I said, I love it because you get another side of, um, of the game that you didn't realize probably was so challenging and so difficult, you know, as a player, you're always in a ref space. You always, you know, this and that. And, and he actually gets to appreciate it a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. you know, especially with these early headlines, it's like, is you going to stick with it? I remember starting off with stand-up comedy and they, there's an old saying that everybody, if, if really that everybody, essentially that everybody bombs at least once whenever they're doing stand-up. And, you know, it, it, it rained true for me. You know what I'm saying? There's been plenty of times or a couple of times rather where either the crowd wasn't feeling it, my jokes wasn't going over right, or <laughs> it just wasn't my night. And I had to take the good with the bad. So in the same the same token, you know, Rich Rich got to take the good with the bad if it's something that he really wants to do moving forward. We're gonna see him some more. But like I said, it keeps you in shape. You you got a healthy knowledge of the game that you get to kind of flex and, and show off. And hey, you just you never know. You might end up being a big name out there. Exactly. There's two two components to this that stand out for me. One, Richard Jefferson. He's a character just perfect enough to pull this off. Um, Dog is funny. Uh, he has a good enough relationship with many of the players in the league, having won a championship with LeBron. Um, he, he's perfect for the role. The second you mentioned just a second ago, perspective. You You have to, as a referee, watch the game without watching the game. Uh, Richard Jefferson found that out the hard way uh, in his debut where he's watching a three said (laughs) afterwards said it was just such a pretty shot. I was just watching the shot and he forgot to put the arms up and signal that it was a three point as opposed to a two point. Mm -hmm. And and so one of the other refs was like, yo, two or three. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, it was a three. And then he popped Mm -hmm. his arms up. It's like, yo, you got to watch, but without like see it without watching. Uh, So it's another level of perspective that he's getting to be able to. Um, immerse in as well and who knows this very well may be the pathway to more former players kind of saying yo i get to still be around again that might be a little lame exactly right. and how much more entertaining would it be to have a finals game former called player. by a former player you know what i'm saying oh that that would just yeah. be yeah and i think to your point you know this guy's got to snap out of it quick and like all right i'm not wearing an oculus where there's just the best seat on the floor. Exactly. I'm actually <laughs> helping determine the outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, I don't know how to phrase this question, but who do you, hmm, like, who do you feel? I can't say who, because there's so many NBA players, but that first ejection and stuff like that, do you think he's given more leeway because he is a former player or given less rope because he's a former player? Well, referees are supposed to be unbiased and fair, but nah, definitely probably less. So he'd be like, yeah, y'all not going to try me. Get up out of here. Bye. Bing bong. Mm, mm. <laughs> Let's go ahead and set this up quick. Like, like I think, you know what it is. Right. And I think that, especially with him having the analyst history kind of that he has as well, mm-hmm. I think that he's the type of ref that will definitely talk to superstars prior to the game. Look, there's going to be this type of game or whatever, or look, I'm, you know, I'm not allowing this. I'm allowing that. But also, I think we need former players in that officiating role so that you could kind of 
it's going to sound bad the way I say this, but you could kind of keep young players that haven't earned their stripes in their place or whatnot. Because it's a lot of it's the past, referees now do a lot of that though. I, I feel you, but I think coming from a former player, it'll be a little bit more, you know, yo, man. A little like, G-Jack. A little more G-Jack. Yeah, like, yo, bro, you ain't even earned that yet. Relax. <laughs> you know down, what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you're, you're out of here. You 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 ain't even get on, been on a, a all-NBA third team or nothing like that. You don't need to be in my face. You need to get the captain of your team and, and consult with him or, or, you know what I'm saying, or consult with your coach. Now, a compact mm. prep... Uh, potential conflicts of interest. What if he runs into like a coach that was an assistant coach of his? <laughs> that he, that, like, Former like, teammates. Yeah, somebody that he went against that's ended up being a coach now and the first little sign of, you know, contention. Yo, T. Beep, beep. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, nah, nah. I, and I absolutely can see that being a problem. Especially, like you said, like we were talking about earlier, in those high stakes games, Oh, he made that call because he used to play for this team. Yo, like, yeah, he would never be able to do, like, any of the teams that he played for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah. I can see like, I can see it being an issue, but either way, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed his first performance. I would love to see what the trend looks like if it starts, if it rolls up. Could I couldn't see Perk nah. doing it. I say, what about Perk? But, nah, he's not nah. healthy enough. Nah. Nah, but, yeah. nah, but the other thing about it is, I could definitely see uh, LeBron slapping him on the backside or something like that after like a no call. Or- <laughs> and then he's blowing a whistle and teching him and they laughing it off. Yeah. Or not, not even getting a tech, but just, you know, or like say, for instance, he calls a foul, a little ticky-tack foul on somebody playing against LeBron. LeBron just, yo, bro, good looks. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, uh, you know our brotherhood yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, nah, then you got Jason Kidd, you know what I'm saying, coaching the Mavericks and stuff like that. So it's a lot of little potential conflicts of interest and and things where he's got to show his integrity if he's going to keep this thing up, keep keep this gig up. Yeah, and either way, it would be definitely be fun. And so we'll kind of keep an eye and see what he does because I think he's got at least like two more games um, for the for the uh, summer league. So definitely want to keep an eye on that. Um, moving forward a little bit with our quick hits episode, um, it's your man Cl- Big Cliff sitting in with my dog DJ Hotstar, Carolina Sports Talk. Did you see Super Swole Lamar Jackson? Uh, and I, I do that with the air quotes for those of you who can't see me because it's a podcast. Um, there are reports saying that he's come back to Ravens camp twenty pounds heavier um, and ready. And his reason and rationale for it was to say, "I just want to see if I could." Close quote. Thoughts on, um, <laughs> thoughts on Super Swole Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Baby Zion Williamson out here. Um, but I don't think that that's a thank you. Thank you. Now I don't think that I don't think that that's a position that you want to do that with uh necessarily. I mean, we'll see how it works out and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you don't want your quarterback looking like a linebacker, even though his style of play. You know, he's already he's already able to shed tacklers and stuff like that. So that's because he's elusive. Look, you you get too big absolutely. and you can't be as shifty and crafty. Listen, I, you're proving my point. I agree. But you know, <laughs> you change we've seen boxers do it as well when they go up in weight. You just, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know your body as well and you, you can't you can't move the same way that you that you used to move. And so we're gonna see. Um I don't think that his rationale was you know, a good logic or, or whatever like that. But at all, we, we you know, we're going to see how this thing works out. You know, they got might have to move him to fullback. <laughs> Players that I will not be drafting in fantasy football this season. <laughs> Lamar, 20 pounds heavier quarterback, Jackson. Uh, Christian, y'all boy, no, I ain't fit to be healthy a whole season. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Not happening. Anybody in a Green Bay Packers uniform. I think the Packers are going to be trash this year. Matter of fact. It's hot. Hot hits. And that's not me. Well, All right, Trey. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Yo, dog, you made me completely forget my whole train of thought. The Packers, man. Listen, thank you, bro. Yo, y'all, DJ Highstar uh, was asked by one of our listeners if that was his voice on uh, not just one of my listeners one of our friends one of our homeboys matter of fact if i wasn't gonna call him out uh somebody who's been on the show somebody who's written into the show dropped emails our dog trey from uh all what's uh what's dog's brand my fault dope uh, digital dope digital sorry to call him all def jam but all do- from dope digitals dog that don't sound like you man so my hot take with the green bay packers is that uh quarterback aaron Rodgers will have statistically the worst season of his career he's been getting away a lot of years uh with being a bad man because of who he had out there even if it was just him he ain't got him out there no more that fella is gone and in oakland wearing black and silver He's going to be trash this year. But I'm not drafting none of them cats um, in fantasy football. And I don't know why. Well, I do know why. He probably put the weight on going back to Lamar Jackson to try to protect himself. Last season, because I did draft him in fantasy football, um, he was out a total of six weeks throughout the season. If missed the last four and then one week twice throughout the year. Because he's frail and he runs around the way that he does. So in his mind, he's bulking up to protect himself better, a la a Cam Newton. But Cam played huge all of his career, from Florida to Blinn to Auburn to being drafted for the Panthers. He was always big. It was when he changed his body type that his body began to say, yeah, nah, I ain't with this. Now I'm getting fit to get hurt. The slutty vegan. Exactly. <laughs> but even when Christian McCaffrey came uh, two seasons ago, he was traditionally a healthy back. They said, oh, you can't run him the way that you do. Oh, he's gonna not going to be able to stand. And his first two seasons, healthy. Didn't miss any games. He was good. When he bulked up and tried to add additional weight, his body wasn't used to playing under the stress of the way that he plays with the additional weight. And he's not been the same since. I really don't want to put this uh, negative word on your man, Lamar, but I don't see him finishing the season. Um, so and I know we're a little bit away we're a little how, bit how you jump from Aaron Rodgers to Lamar though? I went back to Lamar. Because <laughs> I said going he back to Lamar. That. Huh? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. See, you I'm just saying, you was you was fresh on a hot take with Aaron Rodgers. I was I was just listening because nah. I got my own feedback on it. Oh no, but Aaron Rodgers or the or the Lamar? On Aaron Rodgers. Okay. No, but see, here's here's follow the flow. I started off talking about Lamar. And then I gave you a quick bing bong players. I'm not drafting in fantasy fantasy. And along those lines, the green Bay Packers, anybody in their uniform was my top three because Aaron Rodgers hot take was going to have a trash down season, worst statistical season. And you heard it here first, Carolina sports talk. And then you bought it home. Then I said, but to go back to my original point so that we could get back in it home. Yeah. I'm talking about, I'm saying you're professional. You're professional. I I mean, I do this a little TT. I knew I was out there a little bit, but ran it on in as such talking about reining it in well no i wanted to give you something give you a second to talk about aaron Rodgers because i was really about to transition and, now. no you're fine I, I literally only need a second i think he, he finds a way um i don't i mean that was very that was very hedged out kind of when you the way that you worded that like he'll have his worst statistical all right, all right, that's fine <laughs> because he has. But you wasn't saying how necessarily. Is that? How is you're that? Not, you're not necessarily saying like, oh, he's going to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this season. You're saying that we're pretty much putting him up against himself, yeah. and um, that's fine. But Aaron Aaron Rodgers' worst day is better than a lot of these cats' best days. So I he think, is still who he you know, is now. I'm not going to disrespect the man and say that, yo, he going to be garbage. He going to throw for 27 interceptions and 32 touchdowns. Now, I'm not going to. It's still Aaron Rodgers, folks. But the production will decrease. And you'll see that, yes, he's still Aaron Rodgers. But I ain't out there blocking for him. You're not out there catching passes for him. So you see what I'm saying? Like, Brang really got the superstars to work with or, or the talent necessary. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded before the end of the year. But that's a whole nother, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to get it to you. I ain't going to get you that mm. one. I'm going to wait until football started, and we, we'll jump back on that one, man. 
But yeah, any final words on Lamar? Lamar, too big, big Jackson. <laughs> uh, nah, man, I'm trying to think of something witty, but nah, not, nothing, nothing, man. Best of luck to you. <laughs> All right, special talking about speaking of best luck, Katie's got some good luck, man. This man has um, been lucky enough to be granted the release to be traded from the Brooklyn Nets. He's just got to find a team willing to pay the price that the Nets want to have paid. All of the different destinations, we're going to play a little bit of free agent carousel. You ready? I'm going to give you a name of a free agent. You tell me the first, second cities that you think they might end up in, in the order of which is most likely. So to run that by you guys and for DJ Highstar one more time again, I am going to give the name of a free agent. We're going to list their most likely destinations in order of one to two with number one being the most likely and number two being the second most likely destination for these free agents. You ready to go, my dog? Yeah, for sure. All right. First up, Kevin Durant. Where will he end up? Number one. Toronto. Ooh. Number two. Oh, the number two spot? Yeah. Like, I ain't uh, just read the instructions 32 times. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Number two spot. Um, Dallas. Yo, you've got some really terrible choices for this dude. Number one is Miami. Like one of them hit. And number two is San Francisco. Donovan Mitchell, guard, Utah Jazz. The Knicks. Mm, Number two. Number two. Even though the the boy is our free agent, they end the contract. But you know what I'm talking about. People that go trade. Go ahead. Boston. Mm. Dame Lillard. Number one, uh huh. Portland. <laughs> hey, and number two, Portland. Listen, Dame, Dame is different. Dame Listen. is different. I think he, I think he want to prove a point, kind of similar to Steph. What's funny to me is I, I wholeheartedly believe and agree with you. That dude ain't going nowhere, man. Portland. If he leaves, he coming to LA. Pull up. And last up. Kyra, shut it up. <laughs> um, even though I could see Donovan in New York, I, I don't know if I said it or not, but I could, I could very easily see. Now it's almost, almost definitely going to cost them Toppin. Um, I think Obi Toppin, and very okay. likely um, your man's from Duke, um, RJ Barrett as well. Okay. Mm, and you're good with that. So both of them and. Three first round picks and a pick swap. Oh, relax. I mean, For, it is what it is, but we got um, Cam Reddish to try to step in there. I think we did we get rid of Knox? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think we got rid of Knox. So we got Cam Reddish, you know, bring Donovan, man. Mm, okay, okay. I can see it. Last up, Kyrie Irving. LA. Mm hmm. Which LA? The Lakers. Okay. Number two. I hate to. I don't know. know. (laughs) Wait, you want to? You want to say leave him in Brooklyn? (laughs) Pretty much. I'm. I'm very, very close to saying that. Um, and I. I just think that similar. I just think that because I'm very, very close to like Brooklyn is my number two, but my close number two A. Off of that is Dallas as well. I think Mark Cuban wants to give Luca some kind of help and get him off the ball a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That uh, give him give stops. him opportunities. Exactly, give him opportunities to be off the ball more so that they could add some variety to their offense. So I'm just looking for a lot of people to plug and play down there in Dallas. Uh, you know, but yeah, uh, Brooklyn would be my strong number two. Kyrie. Oddly enough, Ellie. I could see a, a, a scenario where he ends up in Chicago. 
That's the kind of dark horse in all of this. Chicago had a really good season until they started having players hurt. Um, defensively, they were they were playing good, good defense. They were playing offensively fluent um, or fluid because, you know, they weren't speaking languages. But, no, nah, they were playing offensively fluid, and once they started getting hurt, man, it, it, it really derailed them. But I could see a package where they pack up a package a bunch of young pick, uh, young uh, future picks, draft picks, and a couple of these cats that have been getting, uh, your boy from Carolina, uh, Kobe, a couple of them in center back. I could see it. So watch Chicago as my a dark thing, horse. My thing with this fantasy carousel um, and this true like fantasy free agent carousel that we're doing is these multi-billion dollar franchises have you know broken the bank on a lot of contracts and stuff like that in the offseason as well. And seemingly, air quotes, commit to a lot of players. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all contracts. So it's all behind the scenes stuff to where they're like, well, we'll pay, you know, kind of like the Baker Mayfield thing. We'll pay 10 million and y'all just pick up the other 5 million or, or whatever. Like they, they're spending the money. So it's tough to see any of the bigger names go anywhere without seeing a team uh, pretty much dismantle themselves right. by trying to land one of these bigger players, whether it's with draft picks and draft equity, or it's with talent that they actually have on the roster. Yeah. Either way, if, if nobody else moves and if none of the free agents that are out there are signed, we in for some good basketball next year. I, I got to give a shout out and the props to the NBA because for a while it was like, yo, okay, just highlight me when the finals get here. Sick of seeing the, Cavs and the Warriors, but this game, these last couple of years, a lot of people were saying they enjoy it. I've enjoyed it. I, I, I've been enjoying myself. So everybody I'm, can play. Listen, everybody got got good and great players who's on a squad at this point. And so it's balanced. And it's a, a lot of parity. Right. I think we got to give a lot of credit uh, for that parity to these players working their behinds off in the off season and and really putting in work to become better, better versions of themselves as far as athletes, as far as just skills and, and learning the game itself. Like they were really, really doing their thing, man. So I got to give a shout out to the players that's putting in that work um, in the off season. Most definitely. Speaking of players that put in some work in the off season, man, oh man, oh man. Zach Wilson is on a Cougar watch out here in these streets, man. Legend in two games. <laughs> Yo, what, what your boy Legend got going on, games. man, up there in New York, man? Uh, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. My man's been trending on Twitter past week on all social media. Uh, he bagged his mom's friend. You know what I'm saying? And when I say bag, I ain't talking about groceries. He, he bagged her. So, um, <laughs> you know, I don't... You know, they say he gives a whole new meaning to the song. Stacy's mom has got it going on. But, um, you know, that's a dude you just can't. Thank you. Thank you. That's a dude you really can't. <laughs> I'm not going to say you can't trust him around your peoples. But look, if you're going to. Ah, first of all, how does his mom's friend look to, you know, to be. And then how long has she been looking at him? Mm-hmm. And his upcoming uh, with that, like, <laughs> hey as, yo, well, as gossipy as gossipy as this topic is, it's just very entertaining to me to see the young man do his thing, man. So I'm looking at the pictures of who uh, many have speculated that it is. I'm a best friend. All right, pause. Okay. <laughs> well, I right. ain't no pause on that. No, that's a play. Anyhow, but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> If it's true, whether it's not as true, um, there's oh, some true. smoke where there's fire at this point because his mom's been on like uh, Instagram and whatnot posting videos about yeah. Satan and the predators who are out there. So she's like, <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but yo, shout out to my dog, like, Zach Wilson. Yeah, Lena Waithe needs to direct this show right here, man. She Listen, needs to, she needs to have, try her hand at directing this because this is. This is good. Life is poetry. Right. That part. (laughs) 
Well, speaking of home and run so, derbies. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before we leave that, though. Before we leave that. And prayers to your man. It's my guy. It's yours. It's everybody's guy. But your boy, um, last time we seen anything similar to this, it wasn't exactly hey. this. It was your boy, Delonte. Yep. <laughs> you got that look sense. on your face. Look, I... You think I don't think Zach will go out like Delonte because you don't gotta. Yeah, yeah I mean that that was that. a that was a listen. We listen. There's been throughout LeBron's career, them that that's probably been at the top of the scandal list, and then he had one small scandal going on in Miami that involved. A clap night. A clap for night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out. But, Who's um, still in Miami to this day? But go ahead. Right, but uh, yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the clo- kind of the closest thing we've seen to this man happening. Shout out to Zach Wilson. Man. If you can't do it on the field, if you can't get it done on the field, you got to get the W's off the field somehow. Some kind of way. <laughs> yeah, and it, look, and bro, say if he's swinging. He's gonna hit a home run. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. He's got her saying J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of the home run derby, uh, your boy Pete Alonzo up in the, no, I say your boy. You're a Yanks fan. What am I talking about? The guy up in New York, Pete Alonzo, is going for a third home run, uh, three peat in a row, three one consecutive right after the other. Wins at the home run derby. Um, when I first heard that news, I was like, okay, cool. So he's going for a three-peat. Shout out to him. But then I realized that um, similar to what the dunk contest used to be, you know how it used to be eight contestants and we had to watch like a bunch of trash guys for a little while to get to the finals and all of that. The home run derby has switched it up too. And they've got a good little squad. They've got a smaller amount of contestants, so not as many rounds. But this year we've got Pete Alonzo, uh, the legend Albert Pujols, Kyle Schwarber uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies, Ronald Acuna Jr., um, Acuna, I don't know what I was saying, and Juan Soto with the Nets. Um, that's a good little squad. All of those guys got some power behind them. Most of them are considered hitters, including one of the greatest of all time, Albert Pujols. Um, dog, are you? Do you even? First of all, do you watch the Derby? I used to. Okay, what do you think stopped you um, from watching it? Just, uh, I mean, in, in general, watch, like, All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend as a whole, I just, you know, kind of fell off on. But I just to make this disclaimer and put this disclaimer out there, I grew up in Queens, and uh, a lot of my time was in Flushing, Queens. You know what I'm saying? Home of City Field, formerly Shea Stadium. Or, you know, City Field's a whole new stadium, of course. But right, right, right. the Mets used to play at Shea Stadium as well. So, you know, shout out to shout out to my dog, but at the same time, um, to get back to what you were asking, I just, I just, you know, again, I, I, the the uh, pomp and circumstance of the MLB's um, All Star Weekend started to kind of fizzle out. I mean, heck, even the NBA uh, this past year, I, admittedly, I had to be like, oh yeah, you know, that's going oh, it on. All Star, right? Okay, yeah, real so. quick sidebar, rank them. NCAA, uh, All-Star Weekends, NFL, NBA, MLB, hockey. NBA, mm-hmm. NHL, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Major League, and then, and then the Pro Bowl and the NFL. I don't hate your list. First time ever. I agree literally in that same order. Um, yeah, the Pro Bowl got to do something different, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the placement of it. I understand preserving stuff and preserving injuries as well. But by the time that they get to Hawaii, players have mailed it in. They know, you know, the season is over. A lot of them trying to get to their vacations and stuff like that. Um, you know, NHL is always going to be action, uh, whether it's regular or exhibition games if like the All Star the Game, they going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then you know, again, like I said, with the MLB, I think you know, with them, they switched up the rules uh, a couple times and and made it. You know, we're going to make it count and this and that. Um, 
you know, so that added some competitive nature to it. But the NBA I think the NBA still got it because especially just kind of the way they switched it up, mm-hmm. the playground type of picking a team and stuff like that. And, and then the, the events that they added on to it, you know, rising stars and things like that, and including the WNBA and different things like that. Yeah, dope, dope, definitely. Well, I'm, you want to pick a pit, uh, favorite who you got in the home run derby? Kyle, uh, Albert. Secretly, yeah, oh. I secretly want to see Albert Pujols, you know, remind people who they who he is. You know, <laughs> y'all must have forgot type deal or whatever like that. I okay. secretly want want him to remind folks. And um, and then, like I said, uh, just a, a kid from Flushing, kid from Queens, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a Mets player take that home. I mean, as as people, you know, uh, contrary to popular belief or, and, and what people may think, you know, Yankees fans don't hate Mets fans because we're we're established. You know what I'm saying? We've we've done what we've done. Uh, we do what we do every mm-hmm. season, and so it's not ever. You know, even with the Subway Series, back when the Subway Series happened, we used to talk trash to the Mets. Like it's it's cute, but it's not a rivalry right now because y'all got some catching up to do. Lakers much. Clippers. So exactly so you know i don't i wouldn't mind seeing like i said just because i've I rode the seven train i know what time it is out there um in queens so i wouldn't mind seeing seeing peter Alonso come 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 away with that and and uh you know complete the three peak only reason i don't want him to do it is because then he would tie kendrick king griffith jr all time with three victories i don't like that i want king ken on top because that's my that, that's my dog and he has some of the hardest sneakers ever Hardest sneakers ever. Shout out to the Griffies. Now, I, I do want to see um, nobody in the AL, so I'm going to probably say Ronald Acuna. Um, shout out to the Braves, closest thing to the home team because I'm way up the road. Um, but, yeah, no. Nah, Juan Soto, I can see him with the Nats also. So either one of those two would be cool with me, but I do not. Even Pujols. No, nah, I ain't going to do Pujols. Nah. No, yeah, sticking with Acuna. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for our quick hits. Uh, before we jump into mail time, I want to give you guys a reminder that great marketing solutions is available for all of your marketing solutions. If you're looking for social media management, if you're looking for graphic content creation, check out greatmarketingsolutions.net for all of your needs. If you're looking for a marketing campaign, all of your small business needs, greatmarketingsolutions.net. They are the official partner of Carolina Sports Talk. It's coming soon. They will also be selling some merchandise, so keep your eyes open. Check out the website often for some updates. Speaking of selling, we also have the Carolina Sports Talk t-shirts available for you. Check us out at bit.ly slash Carolina Sports Talk or hit me up on social media uh, at Carolina Sports Talk dot. No, 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 not dot. It's on social media at Carolina Sports Talk, and we can hit you up and get you the link to some of the media, some some of the merchandise available there as well. I so, got my shirt. I got my shirt. Hey, do you? It's a couple of y'all got your shirts too, man. If y'all don't mind, go out on social media, rocking them shirts, man. Take some pictures and tag us at Carolina Sports Talk in the stories, in your posts, whatever you rocking with. Because I've seen some of the pictures already, man. Like folks been sending directly to me, looking good in them t-shirts, man. So y'all go ahead on and uh, shoot it out there, and, and, and let's get get the wave going so everybody can jump on it and get their shirts. At this time, we got some mail. You've got mail. So, bro, we got an email today that was addressed to both of us. Uh, it right, it reads, Big Cliff and DJ Highstar, Charlotte has an MLS team. I don't hear too much discussion about that from y'all. I don't think I recall you discussing anything dealing with the USFL. Also, when, this, when school resumes, please discuss HBCU sports. Finally, I'm happy to see y'all stepped into athletic politics. I'm not sure how much you guys get around or if you've ever watched the show Locked Up Abroad, but if anyone brings weed or other drugs into another country, they will be arrested, especially a country that is an adversary. It happens here. Don't get it twisted. LeBron would be in jail too. He would be a greater prize than Griner. Believe that. Big Cliff, keep pounding and stop making up words. Love your Carolina mm. sports talk troll. Well, shout out to the troll. We appreciate you hitting us up. 
One of my favorite. One of my favorite. Yeah, I bet it is one of your favorites, man. You and dog just be, you know what I'm saying? But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to the Carolina Sports Talk Troll, man. Dog, we got to make sure you get a t-shirt, bro. We might have to, you know what I'm saying, see if I, we can do get you in the one. But, dog, I got to ask, do you watch soccer? Yeah, but I do, you know, I do have something that, but I do want to address uh, that that whole first kind of paragraph, uh, uh, if you will, um, because two <laughs> out of, and, they, and he's correct with Charlotte having a, a major league soccer team and, and us having a football club, if you will. Um, but just just to just to be factual, I did mention not maybe not in depth and maybe not going over scores and stuff. We talked about the USFL. We did. And I gave the anecdote about our younger frat brother not knowing what USFL stood for. You know, it might have been very quick. We did talk about that, and we've uh, we've we've committed and um, we vowed rather to show more love to HBCU sports on the tail end of last college football season. Whenever we did highlight the Jackson State and South Carolina State game. We, we, you know, we made a promise to the fans that we definitely would show more love and continuously do, especially after um, the HBCU Classic the other week. as a whole thing that we covered. but Literally a whole appearance. <laughs> nevertheless, I give him, I give the Carolina Sports Troll his first point. Um, I did see a homeboy of mine at the game, and he was like technically in the nosebleeds. Okay. And when he turned the the phone around to get some action on the field, the game was definitely packed. You know what I'm saying? So mm. they they keep they they keep a crowd or whatnot. I, I know that you know that they're definitely entertaining, but point taken and point made, Mister Carolina Sports Talk Troll. So I'm gonna say it like this: I I, I watch soccer typically around World Cup time. I'm not gonna even go fake, um, with the exception of during COVID. Uh, the MLS is back tournament was one of the time few times that I watched every match of a tournament. And that was simply because it was COVID. I can remember being in the hospital and it being on and just the other Vuvuz or whatever. And, and like, I remember that vividly, but other than that, we will cover the Charlotte team a little bit more. Um, Charlotteans. I will say this, those that are either, Native to the city, all 12 of them, or those who... Come on. Um, <laughs> bro, name four people that you know from Charlotte. Not like who lived there like a long time, who moved there after college, but like grew up there and got roots and family members there. Come on, bro. There's like 12 Dope of Digitals. Them. Right. One. I was going to name four. Dope Digitals. My homegirl, um, Dakira. Nah, she got there late. Two. Nah, you don't even know her. I counted her though. I said two. Go. Oh, her mama, Keisha. Nah, that's one family, bro. That don't count. All right, because I'm going to say they grew up with Jodeci and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay. Um, yeah, so that's my three right there. That's First of all, I said name four, and that was only two. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. Um, but either way, they're loyal with their teams. Even those who like go to school in the city, UNCC has a rabid fan base like they're incredibly loyal i got a homeboy shout out to uh polly out in kansas polly's from the city but he moved out to kansas and dog reps everything charlotte when he's out there like he's one of the biggest panthers fans out there he's a member of the roaring riot out there like dog rep hard for the city and so naturally when smartly they aligned the soccer or football team with the panthers all down to the colors being similar they're both owned by tepper um, those fans just had another bridge and another opportunity to get in Bank of America and celebrating. So, yeah, we will definitely give them a little bit more attention and coverage. HBCU, USFL, you you, you hit both nails on the head. I'm not even going to argue with that with uh, the troll. Um, one thing I will say uh, about HBCUs, though, the impact that the national notoriety has is amazing. You wonder why schools like Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, all of these USC, and I mean Southern Cal, not South Carolina, but like all of the big, bigger schools with the with the great athletic programs, they get the top recruits every year. They get because they're notoriety because the notoriety and the visibility that those things get attracts students to it. 
that same has begun to trickle down into the HBCU with South Carolina State University winning the HBCU national championship in a national televised game. And then with it, it, you know, with the outcome, a lot of it had to do with prime and everything, but with them beating that, beating that team, it raised the profile of the institution. They are getting ready to welcome in their biggest class in over, um, when did I leave? I left there in over six years or almost six years. Cause it's the biggest class since when I was working there in recruitment. There's a round of applause. Getting, oh, well, And so they they have reportedly and shout out to the president Newt too, President Conyers, because that dude knows what he's doing. But shout, President Conyers said they're welcoming um, over eight hundred freshmen this August, man. So it's mm-hmm. a big deal for them, considering that their last several classes were three something. They had a two forty class a couple of years ago. So that effect that athletics has on academics and institutions as a whole, it's huge. It really is. And so shout out to South Carolina State University. In that big win. So, bam, bing bong, there's your HBCU note for the week. Now, as far as the politics, I don't argue with him. We we, we actually kind of, to my remembrance, we agreed. She was guilty. She took weed there. She had the oil for whatever reasons. But my only argument was that her being there in the realm and as long as she has, has been definitely and most absolutely linked to the political issues that they have and them wanting to use her as a pawn. If it was LeBron, yes, he would have been there, and he may very well have likely gotten back a little bit quicker because he's a bigger name. They can't justify trading Brittany Griner for a man responsible for 40 murders. I, I, I don't see that. And so she's got to go through the process, even if the process is a sham, and then if they don't rightfully or willfully give her back or whatever, in that instance, then I can see this, the United States doing something a little bit different. But to this point, she's where she needs to be. It's just... It sucks, and it's a terrible situation that they're able to get it off the way that they do. Agreed. Agreed. It is. Um, and, I mean, again, to this point, our uh, – this is twice that I'm even mentioning the, this guy, but Dope Digital is my boy Trey. You know, he he kind of kicked it off with his with his tough take on the situation, and he thought that, you know, he kept trying to tell us, yo, let me know if I'm being too – too too hard. I don't want Carolina Sports Talk Nation to jump all over me, but and he all, often has the unpopular opinion. Um, but he, you know, he's the one who kind of jumped it off. Like, yo, I mean, she did the crime. You know what I mean? She's out there for a reason, type of deal. But to your point, there are certain things uh, outside of that actual crime that that is holding her there still, and that's just simply, you know, unfair. I mean, we know life is unfair. But at a, at a certain point, also, you want to see your country stand up for you. And, you know, whether we've we speculated uh, why it's been under wraps and we've kind of di- dissected that whole thing on, you know, OK, they didn't want too much publicity on it and this and that. But, you know, um, yeah, at the end of the day, we just wanted to shine a light on it and give it some attention because, We've gone into the WNBA season. They just finished up the All-Star, uh, an All-Star weekend where they, a lot of it was centered around her. She's a marquee name in that brand and in that league. And as, you know, as they're trying to elevate their brand, they're missing one of their key components. And, and uh, you know, not, you know, just, just not for nothing. It, 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 you know, again, the, the crime has been committed, but we've seen a lot of ways that things have been dealt with Outside of that, you've seen certain swimmers shoplifting mm. and, you know, and whatever. We've, we've seen the results of that. You know, we, we've seen different things happen internationally um, with, with mischief and with, with, quote unquote, committing crimes and criminal acts and stuff like that. The, the act itself that she did is subjective. Uh, a lot of people are going to say, oh, it's just weed. It's just weed. But. In the land, you got to play by the land's rules, um, and we, like you said, we've 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 all agreed on that part. Uh, but it's it is the the other components of it that that are not related to uh, that we feel are not related to what she actually did. That is the atrocity in it. Absolutely. So, either way, Brittany Griner, stay strong. You and all our thoughts, man. We definitely wish you a safe return soon. 
Well, bro, that's going to do it for us this week, man. Anything you want to holler at the people? Uh, nah, listen, man, y'all, just be easy. Uh, if you're in the Charlotte area, y'all, uh, in a couple weeks, definitely run for cover because I hear some dogs are coming. Um, a lot of Omega <laughs> men will be in town. Some dogs, dogs will be running the streets. So y'all, y'all definitely run for cover or, or whatnot. And, uh, and you know, keep, if, if you're a mother out there, keep your friends away because if, if there's any Zach Wilson type of activity that'll go on, it definitely would happen with the Omegas. I'm telling you. <laughs> bro, they got to keep their mamas from around the bros, man. Got to do what you got to do. Wow. And on that note, you know what Big I'm doing. for the bros, I'm a cute. I'ma show love to the girls. I'm a cute. I'ma hit the club. I'm a cute. Everybody gon' know about me. I'm a cute. Boots on shirt top, man. I'm a cute. <laughs> and that's what we doing. That's what we going out to this week, man. It's your man, Big Cliff. It's been another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Make sure to hit us up on Carolina Sports Talk at Carolina Sports Talk on Instagram, Facebook. You can hit us up on the. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net which is the Carolina Sports Talk line or join the conversations on our Facebook page Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. Until next week Peace I just wanna live my life, I'm a cute Cute sci-fi till I die, I'm a cute Atomic dog at my wedding, I'm a cute If I have a little boy, he don't play as cute I'ma have him in the cut, getting good, I'm a cute Everybody in the hood know daddy is a cute I had to do a song that was true